0: Happy Monday everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa and welcome to episode 197 of the Xbox and 10 podcast. Your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favor and leave a review. Xboxand10.com no numbers is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles which you can follow at xboxand10. To start let's talk game releases, the big games out last week were Destiny 2 Lightfall and Long Fallen Dynasty. The games coming out this week include Dead Cells Return to Castlevania, Dead by Daylight Tools of Torment, Cart Rider Drift, Strategic Mind Specter of Communism, Zappling Bygone, Figment 2 Creed Valley, Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, Caverns of Mars Recharged, Tiny Troopers Global Ops, Transport Fever 2 Console Edition, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 6. Clash, Artifacts of Chaos. Mato Anomalies. Titanium Hound. DC Justice League, Cosmic Chaos. Volley Pals. And Flashout 3. New Xbox games with gold for March 2023 have been announced, and there is a third this month. First up, available from March 1st to the 31st, is Tuber Brook on Xbox One. On March 1st through the 31st on Xbox One, you can pick up Sudden Strike 4 Complete Collection, and then March 16th to April 15th, Xbox One is Lamentum. Now is the last week's biggest news stories, and we have 5 to cover this week. Number 1. Elden Ring Shadow of the Erdtree expansion is officially in development. Robert Anderson at IGN writes, From Software has officially announced Shadow of the Erdtree, an upcoming DLC expansion for Elden Ring. The developer confirmed that the DLC is currently in development, but no release date has been announced for the time being. The news comes in the form of tweets from the official Elden Ring and from software Twitter accounts, with each tweet also featuring new key artwork for the expansion which you can see online. The news comes just days after Elden Ring's one year anniversary in which it has sold over 20 million copies, and received unprecedented Game of the Year awards, including at DICE, New York Game Awards, The Game Awards, and was IGN's best game of 2022 as well. Elden Ring had just one other piece of DLC content added to the game since launch, which came in the form of Coliseum Multiplayer Update. It hasn't been confirmed how much Shadow of the Earth Tree is set to include, but it will be the first single player expansion available for Elden Ring. Well, many millions of people are likely to be very excited by this, I have still not yet tried Elden Ring, I'm hoping it comes to Game Pass so I could try it just because I'm not a big soul genre fan, but just let this set in for a second. Let's just take 20 million copies and let's just times it by 60 dollars. Just for everyone keeping track at home, that is 1.2 billion dollars. An absolutely monstrous game that has made so much money, and from software seems to do no wrong for the fans of their genre. Number two, Xbox has goldeneye-type announcements planned ahead of summer showcase. Sean Carey at Your Achievements writes: Earlier this year, Xbox Game Studios shed more light on Redfall, Minecraft Legends, Forza Motorsport, and unveiled Hi-Fi Rush during a new showcase format called Developer Direct. Microsoft has confirmed that Xbox would hold a summer showcase in June. But it seems we might have some more big announcements coming before then in a new interview with xbox on phil spencer was asked if there were any big reveals coming from xbox before its summer showcase in june to which he replied Quote, so a lot of our focus right now is on the showcase in june but there's some news that's coming out like we did the goldeneye announcement i'm thinking like you know goldeneye type announcements so there'll be games available in different services obviously the game pass portfolio continues to grow but most of our focus as a team is really on getting ready for the showcase We've got Redfall coming, we've got Minecraft Legends coming, we've got Starfield coming, we've got Forza coming. So I love the fact that the portfolio's here and people are starting to play, and starting off the year with Hi Rush was so fantastic. End quote We're currently awaiting news on a developer direct for Starfield with as this upcoming sci fi RPG that was originally scheduled to release in November of 2022, but was pushed back to the first half of 2023. Honestly, really, I know what they could mean by a Goldeneye type announcement. It wasn't a very big one, and it was really just a nostalgia boon for any fans like myself who loved the game back in the day. We are running out of time now, between now and June, and they have to have this big Starfield blowout, and Starfield is still supposed to come out in the first half. Honestly, I feel like as the days go by we're getting closer and closer to them just booting Starfield to the end of this year, because what is Xbox releasing in the fall? Nobody knows yet. Number 3. The Outer Worlds Spacers Choice Edition announced for PS5, Xbox Series X, NS, and PC. Adam Banker said IGN writes, The Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition has officially been announced and will be bringing an improved version of the sci-fi RPG to PS5, Series X, and S, and PC on March 7th. The Outer Worlds, which was developed by Fallout New Vegas Obsidian Entertainment, was first released in 2019 and brought players to a colony at the edge of the galaxy that has been overrun by corporations. Much like a Fallout game, players make choices, get into epic gun combat, interact with factions, journey alongside companions, and much more. The Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition packages the base game in both DLCs, Murder on Iridanos and Perils of Gorgon, and comes with a higher resolution graphics, a dynamic weather system, overhauled lighting and environments, improved performance and load times, enhanced details on characters, and increased level cap, and much more. Players already own the Outer Worlds and its DLCs for Xbox One, PS4, or PC, they can upgrade to the Spacer's Choice Edition on the same console of PC Store, if applicable, for $9.99. If you'd like to simply buy the game, it will cost $59.99. This is awesome. They did do an update for the Series X and S consoles, but this is a lot of work thrown at it and packages in the DLC. At this point, I'm glad that I somehow missed the Outer Worlds. I played about the first two hours, really enjoyed talking my way through the game, and then just fell off. I need to get to this game this year, and now this is perfectly lined up for me to enjoy it even more. Number 4 Hi Fi Rush sinks its beat to the tune of 2 million players. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, Rhythm-based action game Hi-Fi Rush has reached a new milestone, picking up 2 million players with Bethesda and the Hi-Fi Rush team thanking players. Hi-Fi Rush arrived at the end of January as a surprise addition to Game Pass, where it quickly became a hit, suggesting it would soon rate on one of the list of the best games on Game Pass. Now, we learn that the game has already managed to pick up 2 million players. Quote, what a crowd! Two million players have enjoyed Hi-Fi Rush and we can't thank you enough, And quote, says the Hi-Fi Rush team with Bethesda adding. Quote, 2 million players have moved to the beat of Hi-Fi Rush, keep on being rock stars, end quote. Hi-Fi Rush also just added a photo mode too. I wanted to give this game this props, because it was a shadow drop. It really came out of nowhere, there was a leaks a few days ahead of time, but we didn't really expect that to come from Tango. I played about two hours of the game, the feigned first chapter, and I really enjoyed it, just got lost in all the other games coming out right now. If you haven't done it, go check it out, it's part of Game Pass, it's awesome, it's different, it's fun, Enjoy. And number 5, The Wolf Among Us 2 pushed to next year in effort to avoid crunch. Rebecca Valentine at IGN writes, Today Telltale Games has announced that its long awaited sequel to The Wolf Among Us is being pushed out of 2023 in an effort to avoid crunch and team burnout, as well as accommodate a move from Unreal Engine 4 to 5. Speaking to IGN Telltale Games CEO Jamie Atelli explained that the team made the choice for a number of reasons, but primarily to avoid burnout or shipping an unfinished game. Quote, making games is difficult and they need to be right and it doesn't do any of us any good to ship something that is not ready, End quote," he said. he explains that like many other studios, the re-established Telltale Games has struggled with the challenges inherent to building a studio during the COVID-19 pandemic. After being resurrected by LCG Entertainment in 2019, following the shutdown of the original Telltale, Telltale unveiled that The Wolf Among Us 2 at the Game Awards the following December, but the studio was still in its very early stages, with the game in pre-production and explicitly not using any previously developed material and the new studio roughly two years away from being fully staffed. While at the time it made sense to announce early to help secure funding and support from the new initiative, Atelier admits that had he had known then about other coming factors like the pandemic, he might not have made the same decision. The Wolf Among Us is a cult classic game. Me, never played it, don't really have much of an interest, but I did love the season one of The Walking Dead by Telltale Games. I played a few others like season one of Batman and they're all great, but God, the engine and the performance and the way it looks. Is so rough. I hope they take the time. I do hope this is good so we can get more games from them because I love story based games. But bring it out when it's ready, don't rush it, it needs to hit, otherwise, Telltale might go away again, and this time forever. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, so since we were talking Elden Ring and its monstrous sales, let's do a little history lesson on From Software. Credit to Wikipedia From Software is a Japanese video game development and publishing company based in Tokyo. Founded by Nayatoshi Zin in November of 1986, the company developed business software before releasing their first video game, Kingsfield, for the PlayStation in 1994. Its success shifted from software to focus fully on video games, with them producing two more Kingsfield games before creating the Mecha Combat series Armored Core in 1997, one of their flagship franchises. By the 2000s, from software lineup also include Echo Knight, Shadow Tower, Lost Kingdoms, Otoji, and another Centuries episode series. The company would achieve breakout success in the 2010s, spurred by Demon's Souls in 2009 and Dark Souls in 2011. The latter being the first entry in a trilogy whose success led to the creation of a subgenre of action role-playing games known as Souls-likes. These include Bloodborne in 2015, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice in 2019, and Elden Ring in 2022, which are often listed among the greatest video games of all time. Hidetaka Miyazaki, creator of the Dark Souls series, has served as FromSoftware's representative director and president in 2014, with Zen remaining as an advisor. It is no joke the impact that FromSoftware has had on the entire video game industry, by literally creating a genre that has millions and millions and millions of fans. I will personally not understand it, I don't like the hard games, but they're just not for me, and give all the world and the credit to all the people that do. I do need to check out Elden Ring. It is clearly one of the greatest games of all time, and I just want to see that open-world design. Maybe in 2023, but who knows. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. First up, Destiny 2 Lightfall, obviously have been playing that very, very much, have to get a raid ready, although I don't know if we'll be able to do day one or that weekend with things going on in the home, but I'm excited, I love Destiny, the story, not good, the seasonal activity, eh, but I enjoy the grind, it's another Destiny expansion, I'm always going to be there day one. As for Hogwarts Legacy, I did finally finish that game as well. Overall, really enjoyed my time with it. The story was totally fine, but it's just lovely being in that world, the collectathon nature. I will probably go back and slowly clean up that game when I have downtime, but that is not the priority. My name is Brian Rosie, you can follow me on Xbox at Bros. Of Night 3. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.